Amen. Good morning. You may have a seat. Welcome. My name is Matt Morgan, and I am the lead pastor of this church. Uh, those of you who are new, like going, who is he? Uh, that's awesome. I am so, you guys, I, you have no idea how much I've missed you and how much I've missed this. And uh, we, Life Church 360, we, we're all about doing life together. And when you step out of this kind of the life flow of here, it's like you're kind of st- you like get out of the river, you know, and and we've seen a few of you and done some things with a few of you, but, but I miss you guys. And we say we do life around here because it's all about our acronym, love God, invest in others, faithfully serve and encourage the world. And that's what we want to do. Everything we do is wrapped around these scriptural purposes. And we say we do life around here because we will go through anything with you. You can be real here. You can be who you are, and we will love you, and we will walk with you, and be with you in all that you do. And so we're so glad that you're here. In two weeks, we're going to have baptisms. And baptisms are the celebration of the church because baptism signifies when someone has given their life to Jesus, they've asked him to forgive them of their sins, they've died to those sins, and they've risen with Jesus. And the, the water is the, the signification of death. I die to myself. And then rising up out of the water is rising a new creation in Christ Jesus, just like Jesus rose from the dead. And it's a public declaration that says, I am following Jesus. I'm with all the other people who are following Jesus, and I want everybody to know it. So it's a very big deal. And if you'd like to get baptized, please sign up. You can go online. If you have the church app, you can do it on the church app, and we could get you signed up for baptisms. I want to welcome everybody that's with us online. You guys, it's so cool that we're able to do church in what, the way we've been doing it this last year, and really to emphasize this whole online thing, and we're not going to let this go. Online, we want the online church to continue to grow and be a part so everybody can feel like they're a part of the church. So invite your family, invite your friends. If you're watching online, like this thing so your friends can see it and uh, they can be a part of this as well. We are uh, back, and before I go into the message today, I, I wanted to tell you guys about something really cool that you've been doing. And you may not know you've been doing this, but you have been doing it. And I want you to know about it. The first thing is you've probably seen on the news all that's happening in Afghanistan. Have you watched that? You haven't seen any of the news on Afghanistan? Well, it's a big deal. Well, Convoy of Hope, who we are strategic partners with, you see in our lobby out there, has found the very first refugees of Afghanistan, and they are already supplying food to them. Yeah, which is super cool. Uh, You've probably also seen the earthquake in Haiti and all that's happened in Haiti. Convoy of Hope has a giant depot. I've been in the depot. It's like going into Costco, except for the food just comes in and goes out. There's no sales that happen there. And we feed 50,000 kids a day in Haiti during the school days. And Convoy has, the, the, the depot was not damaged in the earthquake. And food has been going out all over the country and water because of what we do with Convoy of Hope. You've probably also seen Hurricane Ida. Isn't it? I mean, these just three huge things have just happened. And what's crazy is you're watching the news, you're like going, okay, there's a big thing in Afghanistan. Oh, wait a minute. Now there's this big earthquake. Let's talk. Now, now there's this thing going on. And you, it, we just kind of like go right over it. You know, Convoy doesn't. Convoy is there. And Convoy is one of our strategic partners. And we do what's called a one day to feed the world offering every year right before Thanksgiving. And we give one day of our wage to help people who don't get to eat every day. 
And we do that, and when we do that, it goes into Convoy, and Convoy sends it all over the world. So you have already been doing it. If you've been watching the news, you went, boy, I'd like to be a, I'd like to help. You need to know you are. And if you'd like to help more, you can. They're always our strategic partner. We send stuff, and, and some of us do it on a monthly basis. And if you want to help, you can put Convoy on that. You can say, hey, I want to help more in Haiti or wherever you want to help, and it will go right to them. And the reason we chose Convoy is because they're strategic partners around the globe. They're able to take the dollar that we give and also coupled with the local church and turn into six. That's how they, they have so many great partners. And they give 92 cents of every dollar to the end user. Only 8% goes to overhead, staff, and fundraising. Only 8%. They're phenomenal. And so we partner with them. You've probably noticed out there all the missionary pictures and the strategic sign that says these are our strategic partners. I was out there praying, and, and we wanted these pictures out there for you so that you could start praying for our missionaries by name. And you've had some missionary guests this last summer. We scheduled those to come in, and they've just been phenomenal to talk with you. But we want to be a church that also makes a global impact, and you guys are doing that. You guys have been having the staff for the last month and a half do sermon series on songs that they love, songs that touch their heart, and then what goes with their message. And today, Tina and I are going to do together, you're going to get two songs today, and we're going to talk about this sabbatical that we've been on. And I want to I just thank you that you allowed us to take a sabbatical. And not all jobs get to have a sabbatical. Uh, there are more and more that are doing that. But they've really done a lot of research on pastors and how pastors burn out and the cycle of that burnout. And one of the things that they found, and there's a lot of research books, our board has done this and read these books. If you're able to do a sabbatical every seven years for three months, it allows you to rejuvenate, um, get some personal help and health, which we have done and needed, get some rest and get some recreation and get your feet back under you so you can keep on running the pace that we run in ministry. And we've been able to do that this last three months. And I want to thank you. And I want to thank our board. And today we're going to talk a little about what God has taught us. And we're going to share some songs with you. And I'm going to have my song play in just a second. And, and when my song plays, it, it, you're going to notice it right away. We sing it all the time. It's, it is amazing. I told Freddie this week, man, I actually, when I, I love listening to the radio and I hear a song that we do and go, I like the way our band does it a little better. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, but uh, when they play this one, you're going to notice it. And instead of you standing and singing, I'm going to ask that you actually just sit quietly and I want you to think. And here's what I want you to think about. I'm going to ask you a deep question, and I want you to really, and in, in just internally think this one through. Here's the question. What do you think about the most? What occupies your thoughts the most? Like, you know, they say if you were to go through, like, my checkbook, you go, well, here's what Matt values. Here's, here's where he spends his money. You, it'd be an audit, right? What if they audited our thought life? And they went, okay, well, okay, that was came up and that came up and it came up again and again and again and again. Wow, you think about this a lot. What would occupy your thoughts the most? I know for me, uh, adventure. 
high on my list. I think about the adventures I want to take with my wife, with my kids, just going and doing stuff with the guys. I think about like just fast, fun toys to do those adventures on. But you know what? That's not what occupies my thoughts the most. Not even close. In fact, some of the things, things that I think about the most is I think about providing for my family. I think a lot of guys, we think, and maybe, I, I don't, I don't want to just be guy-girl thing, but like, I think about, am I going to be able to keep providing for them? I think about Tina, and, and is Tina happy, and does she feel loved, and, and, and is our relationship really high up there, and, and is that going really well? I think about my kids. Anybody think about your kids? You know I mean? you, do, you think about them being, you know, doing well and, and being good people. I think about the fact that if, if I'm praying that they're going to become something, I better be it first. And so I got to, you know, keep myself healthy and, and be an example for them. And I think about that. I think about that all the time, especially now that all my kids are out of the house. It's like I'm really praying like crazy. Your prayer life goes up when your kids are out of your house. Uh, but like, it's like I think about that kind of stuff. I think about you. I think about how do we help people like grow in their relationship with Jesus? That, it, that it's a lot more than just showing up on a Sunday and singing some songs and listening to messages. But like, are, are you really, do you have a relationship with Jesus? And how do we help you grow that relationship with Jesus? I think about your kids. Man, kids ministry here. I, I just, and youth ministry, I think about that like, oh God. Are we helping these kids really know Jesus? Are we coming alongside these parents and, and being that extra, like, lift up these kids with them so that they would know Jesus? I think about the community. There's 260,000 people within a 20-minute drive of here. Less than 6% of them know Jesus. I think about the church and our employees, like in the responsibility of these employees. I, I, I think about, are we going to be able to keep these walls going and standing and, and provided for? In short, you know what I do a lot? I worry. Anybody with me? I worry. I take on way more than I can handle in my mind, and I take responsibility for way more than I can take responsibility for and things that I do not have control over. And you know who does? My daddy. My heavenly father. Brad talked last week. I love Brad's talk. He talked about how we want a, we want a spiritual grandfather, not a spiritual father. But he's our father. And he's got it. And as the band plays this song, if you're comfortable, close your eyes and just go, okay, God, what do I think about? And in light of the words of these songs, what am I going to do with these thoughts? Enjoy the song. Thank you, guys. Father, I, I bet in this room there's all kinds of thoughts that go through our head about the walls standing, what those walls represent, physical, mental, emotional, relational. I pray, God, that you would help us to just put our faith in you, to know that even though it might not be working out the way we had hoped it would work out, or as fast as we want it to work out, that 
really are there. But your promise still stands. That you really do move mountains. And if you did it before, you can do it again. If you've done it for others, you can do it for us. We trust you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. This is my wife, Tina. Hello. Good to be back with you all today. And we just want to say again, thank you, thank you, thank you to the board, to our staff, and to all of you for the gift of the last three months. And we're going to do a little flyover um, of what, what led up to sabbatical, what uh, we did during sabbatical, and just what God is doing in our life. And hopefully you will leave encouraged when you walk out or when you sign out online. Come on. So, you know, last year was crazy. And my sabbatical is actually scheduled for October next month through the next year. I could take it any time between there. So it's every seven years. And the board looked at me and went, you need it now. You need to go now. Uh, and, and I'm like, yeah, I do. And, and it was, it's just, I, I like to say this. I, I heard somebody say this, and I love it. You know how people say we're all in the same boat? We're not. We're all in the same storm, right? I mean, we're not in the same boat. Everyone's boat's different. For, for Tina and I to say to a single mom, you're in the same boat as us, not true, right? Not true at all. She's got a different boat than, than I would have. Uh, and the same is true with us in all the different, some, some people are like, hey, COVID has actually like helped everything in their life. Uh, and for others, it's devastated their life. And others, it's been all kinds of stuff. And in, in, the, in the world that we live in, it, it's been this incredible like uh, polarization of society. It, in, and it's like when you look at the election, right? Like it's you're Democrat, you're a Republican. If you're one, then you hate the other and the other hates you, right? And, and there's all this information out there, and it's like, okay, is COVID real or not? Should we wear a mask or not? And, and the opinions are so high and so, uh, like, just coming at you. And on top of that, we had to change everything we did at church. And, and our church was not ready to go all online. Like, you know, the first week, you'll remember, it was an iPhone, right, at my house. And like, we just got to get something out there. Let's go. And, and we've, we've kind of gone from there to where we are now. And we're continuing to work on that. But like staff had to change positions. Tina's job changed. You, you became our online campus pastor. I did. I am now the online campus pastor. And I still don't know Facebook super well. So if anyone out there does, come and see me. But it's easy, right? It's really Oh, easy. no, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes from something she really knows and really understands to this. And other of our staff members have done the same. In fact, all of us have had to change and modify, so that's caused tension in, in the office and, and then outside pressure and, and all this stuff that happens, and it, it will just, it'll wear you out. And so the board's like, you need to take a sabbatical. And one of the things we also looked at was you need to get some help. How would you like to have somebody in your life say, you need to get some help? Anybody, you know, like, well, that, that's received really well. Uh, but you know what? It was true. And I like to say this, I would rather get help before, you know, like before you're going to hit a brick wall, wouldn't you rather just like not hit the wall? Like, how about if we get help before that? And so we weren't at this place where like, okay, our marriage is crumbling and my life is crumbling and I'm like, you know, sitting at the window drooling. I just literally, was like, need some help. I'm like, yeah. So what we decided to do at the beginning of sabbatical is personal health. 
And, and to get some help with that, we went to a, a counseling center for pastors, and it's in Marble, Colorado, which is really a cool place. It's where they, they mine marble. I was just fascinated by that. And they did three hours of counseling a day. A day. Three hours a day. Which is really good, actually. Yeah, but it, it sounds a little overwhelming. It does. Uh, we had this couple that were pastors, and they're counselors now. They, they're, they have all their, the, the credentials for that. But they were also pastors, so they get our world. And we started like diving into our stuff. And one of the things that I learned about me, and they also they, they do story work along with personality stuff. And so what's your personality like? And then here's, you know, what's your story? Your story is, is your life story of, you know, how different things that have happened, but the significant events that you play over and over in your head that are like, it's not like you, the event, but yes, just the feeling of the event and the, and the thought process of the event. And it's your natural mode of this is where your head goes. And one of the things that, that with Tina and I, or even just in relationship, is, is when, when I feel, when someone says something's wrong, what I feel like you're saying is everything is wrong. Anybody relate to that? Like if somebody says, uh, you know, um, your, your pants have a stain, I would, I would think my whole outfit's bad. I better go change. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, that's a really trivial example. But if somebody says, hey, this bothered me, what you said, I think everything that I said now bothers you. Uh, it, is, it gets escalated. And, and when Tina and I would get in an argument, I don't know if this happens in your relationships, but when we get in an argument, it, it doesn't matter what we're arguing about, I will end the argument or I will, like, the, the big part of the argument will be me talking about how uh, I'm never good enough for her and she's never happy, which is never true. Did you hear never a lot there? <laughs> right? Like, You're not supposed to say never. Thank you. I appreciate Or that. always. Or always, yes. And so or Tina, should. Or should, yeah. Uh, Tina, would, Tina would say like, the, her things to me. And so we went into this counseling thing, and we talked about our story and, and how that affects this tape that plays in our head and how, because we just told them straight up. We sat down. I said, listen, we don't just love each other like we're committed to we love each other, we're going to stay married. We like each other. We actually really do like each other most of the time. Most of the time, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And the more time we spend together, the better it is. Like, I mean, like, we actually really like each other, but we kind of have this cycle when we get right. an argument and we end up, you know, it just, and, and we can see it. You, you, we can tell you what it is. We can tell you all about it. We just don't know why and we don't know how to change it. And I see it affecting other parts of my life as well. And so... They dive into this thing, and we just go, wow, I mean, God is teaching us stuff. And, and where I'm going with this is this idea of walls is, is sometimes I'm focused on all the external, and God's like going, I want to talk on the internal. And when I talked about walls, you went, wait a minute, it, isn't it funny how you see things differently? We are so opposite <laughs> on every level. When Matt brought this song to my attention what, a week ago, a week and a half ago, and we listened to it at our dining room table, and I just started, like, tears were streaming down, and it was, like, tears of, like, sadness, but tears of joy also, and laughter, because I'm like, we are so opposite, because that song, to me, is internal. It's internal walls, and to even describe what I was going through at that moment at the dining room table, uh, I have to actually back up about two years ago. I had really just hit a wall, if, if for lack of better words, in my own life. And thank you, Travis. Thank you. And You're awesome. 
Matt won't share bo- water bottles with me, by the way. I have one. I we, just had to throw that, it. That's that, real. I did not get that fixed at counseling. That is not in the notes. I'll kiss her, but we're not sharing yeah. water. That does not work. <laughs> yeah. A kiss has a reward. That. Water does get not. That. Okay. So, yeah, okay. There we go. Anyways, I began listening to this song about two years ago and began to feel very small and very uh, confused and depressed and really just ticked off and just super angry. Uh, Literally, this song, as I was listening to it, I felt like... (laughs) Thanks, Mike. I felt like I was in... Okay, the label's yours. Got that. Okay. I literally felt like these walls of internalness, I don't think that's a word, but we're just caving in and I was just confused and depressed. And Matt like sent me one day after I'd had a trigger point where I just was set off. And he's like, you need help and I can't fix whatever is going on in you. And he's right. At the time, he didn't know that he needs help too, but. Well, I did say, well, I did say, I, okay. I want to help. <laughs> I know, but I, I know. like we've been doing he this. Was we've been, we've been together gracious. for thirty-five years, right? So, like, I mean, yeah. you kind of get to the place, like, you know, I, I don't think I can. You actually, fix honey, we're super gracious. He really was, and he was like, whatever it is, we're gonna figure this out, and however much it costs, we're gonna figure it out. So, I began to do a little research. So, this is before COVID. This is two years ago. Tina's launching into deep soul stuff. Right. So. so I found a gal who's a coach that does story work and God just began to reveal things in my life that I have supp- suppressed all my life and little snippets of my childhood and teen years where I began to believe lies that do not line up with what God says about me. Mm. And as over the last two years, as I've began to share some of those stories, some of you have heard some of those stories and you know, we'll see how God uses that in the future right now. It's just for my own healing and growth, but as I begin to share it with Matt, with my own children, my, our family, God's began to bring freedom from those walls that were just like caving in. And it's been really freeing on top of that the last two years with COVID and all that, we became empty nesters and we've been building up to that. And um, our in-laws, my in-laws, Matt's parents lived with us for six months during COVID and they were actually, our house never looked better when they lived with us actually. Yeah, we'd like them to come back sometimes and just do their work. Right, Uh, we, (laughs) in sabbatical, we dropped off our middle daughter, Caitlin in Dallas, Texas, and she actually signed a contract for four years. So. Like there's that emotional, like it's, you're happy because she's doing what God is calling her to do, but you're also like a basket case here, because. Here's what's weird, right? You, you don't raise your kids to live with you, right? You, and nobody wants their kids to live with them for the rest of their life. And we don't, but you also don't want them to leave. Yeah. It's, it's so the weird. weirdest it's thing in the world. Like you, you don't weird. want them to go, but yet it would be unhealthy if they didn't. And, and so we, you know, have Caitlin in Dallas and then Madison. And then we moved our youngest back to La Grande, Oregon, where she plays volleyball and which is what has been in her heart to do forever. And so there she goes to school. Yeah. She's going to school. She likes to say Uh, she plays volleyball. So yeah, she goes to school so she can play volleyball. There you go. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, So, and they both signed like an apartment lease. And so you're like, Oh, this is real. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We are liable for both of them. That too. We don't want to talk about that. (laughs) 
on top of all that, we decided it'd be a great idea to uh, remodel a house on Kameno Island Which, yeah. and, and sell our house that we love, love, love our house. Well, we weren't going to do that at first. We decided we were going to remod. We were going to do another flip because that's how we make extra money to pay for all the stuff that we do. And uh, we decided that hey, our, the market is so high. Anybody like there? there let's sell the yeah. big, beautiful home we have and pay everything off. Right. Right. So we, it closed on Friday. Yeah. Our, and we're going to. We're renting our house right now. Which is weird. I'm like, uh, this isn't our house. But I'm going to talk about that next week. Okay. But we've we've had all this stuff going on, and here's what's interesting. And I, and I know you're gonna, you've got some more stuff here, but what's interesting is for me, what goes on is the external walls. Mm, yeah. Like I'm thinking, how do we keep all this stuff going? I'm thinking that, you know, this, the real, like, and it puts so much pressure on me and I don't really think about what's going on in here, right? Because everything out here, I got to do that. And, and teen is a little bit different and I know we're all a little bit different, but you know, Tina's a little different in the fact that she's like, she's dealing with this stuff. And when she started talking to me about story work, I, I, it was like, I, yeah, but... He didn't get it. it it's kind of okay. And really what, what is, is, is here's, the, here's the reality for us. We actually have really great parents. Like, our parents are amazing. And uh, it's called, it's called, what is it called again? Trauma? What's oh. the story work called? Oh, what I'm doing? Yeah, it's Narrative-focused trauma. Narrative-focused trauma. So okay. the word trauma is in there, right? We would go, well, we didn't really have trauma, but everybody has some kind of trauma in their life. And for some people, like literally, parents abusive, right? That wasn't us. But and you, and inside, what you, what you keep hearing is those words yeah. over and over and over and over. And when someone talks with you and you interact with people, you, you, that little kid inside of you just goes, you know, and, and it starts coming out. What we kind of learned is even though we didn't have all this trauma in our life, like this big traumatic childhood or anything. Well, there is there there's capital happened. T trauma and then there's lowercase trauma and Thank trauma you. is trauma. Yeah. It, it's still hard no matter how you look at it. Exactly. So the, it, I, what I'm trying to say is it's like we're not trying to bag on a parent or anything like that. Uh, or even our, our, we're parents, so like we hopefully didn't mess up our kids. Uh, but like, anybody feel like that? It's like, okay, but there's stuff that has happened, and God started to un unpeel it, which was really cool. And I want to encourage you. I've said this so many times, because we've done counseling in all kinds of ways, is it's cheaper than a divorce, and your relationship actually gets better. It's worth it. And, and getting help is so powerful. And I'm so thankful that we got to do this. I'm so thankful that the board said, Matt, you need to go do this. Um, and it really has helped us. And uh, enough about my song. Enough about me. Let's talk about me. Well, I do <laughs> want to throw in there because I know that you won't say this. But okay. in the middle of all of that, Matt finished his master's. Yay. So that was exciting. I know a few of you know that. but uh, So we, we had a heavy load. Uh, so the last... Thing I want to say about your song, okay. and I'm going to read just this little section because I think it's important. It's your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed me yet. And this will lead me to my song, which I will share with you in just a moment. Uh, really, over the last really month, but probably three months really probably the last month, I've just been in a real season of remembering 
uh, remembering what God has done in the past, and I'm expectant for what he's going to do in the future. And my word for 2021, and I don't know why God just gives me a word, like November, December, he's like, that's your word for that year, and this year was expectation, and I'm like, okay, what, what, is, what does that mean? But my ex, I do have great expectation for what God is going to do in the future mm. as he is... Uh, taking down the walls and, and in myself internally and helping me to be more who God's created me to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what he all, wants all of us to do is be who he's created you to be because there's no one else who can be you, right? Yeah, come on. So um, I'm going to transition into reading a scripture here that God laid on my heart last Sunday Right after I watched the message, I sat down to read, and this came out, and it just really rings true with me. Can I, can I say that real quick? I already did, didn't I? Uh, did. But this whole Tina's been remembering, we've been running into different ones of you throughout the summer. Oh, yeah. And, we and have. You, you have so encouraged me, because somebody who came to Christ here, and she'll go, that's why we do what we do, Matt. That's why you're doing what you're doing. That that's what we do here. And, and all summer, we've just been like just reminiscing on the, the amazing goodness of God and what he has done. And, and she's just been pointing it out over and over and over. And you've been doing that in everything in your life. And so you read this last weekend. I, I think you're like, I got, this is what it, she's actually the preacher this morning. I'm kind of just a, the jobble head that keeps talking. Finally. Yes, go wow. ahead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> all right, I'm going to read. She's an organized one. Deuteronomy 4, verses 9 through 14, and this is NLT. But watch out. Be careful never to forget what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live, and be sure to pass them on to your children and grandchildren. So we all have purpose, people, all right? That's what that means to me. Never forget the day when you stood before the Lord your God at Mount Sinai, where he told me, summon the people before me, and I will personally instruct them. Then they will learn to fear me as long as they live, and they will teach their children to fear me also. You came near and stood at the foot of the mountain, while flames from the mountain shot in the sky. The mountain was shrouded in black clouds and deep darkness, and the Lord spoke to you from the heart of the fire. You heard the sound of his words, but didn't see his form. There was only a voice. He proclaimed his covenant, the Ten Commandments, which he commanded you to keep, and which he wrote on two stone tablets. It was at that time that the Lord commanded me to teach you his decrees and regulations so you could obey them in the land you are about to occupy." couple things that I just want to point out that really stood out to me in these verses is, first of all, don't forget what God has done. Mm. Sometimes he does not answer the way we think he's going to or the way we want him to answer, right? But don't forget because he has done good. Secondly, pass what God has done on to your children and to your grandchildren. There's been numerous times where God has come through for us, whether it's uh, simply a meal delivered. This last week, someone called and like, do you want some beef in your freezer? I'm like, yes. Like, that's the goodness of God. Uh, I remember during COVID, a little mops present landing at my door. You know who you are. Yeah. Uh, 
that's the goodness of God. Uh, there's been numerous times where God's brought healing in our family, whether it's an oral surgery, a shoulder surgery, COVID. We had COVID at our house and, it, and, and throughout some of our family. We've had prostate cancer. We've had, I I'm just don't even want to talk about the back and neck surgeries because, but God has come through. Did he answer the way I wanted him to? No, but God has been good. Uh, God has a voice. And I want to ask you, Tate, are you listening to God's voice? Because there is so much noise out there in this world. Are you finding a place where you can sit and listen to his voice? I love that Matt had us just listen to that song today. And I like one of my pathways to God is through worship and singing. So I'm all about that. But sometimes I think we just need to do this. And we need to do more of this. And somehow quiet your mind. Somehow quiet that story that keeps going over and 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 over. And what does God say? Sometimes that, that's that walk of faith that we have. It's like, no, God, you say this. I'm going to stop listening to that. Because a lot of that is coming from us or the enemy. That's good, babe. Listening. Listening is very important. I'm listening. Go ahead. Okay, good job. And then lastly, I want to say, obey the Ten Commandments. And I know all the Ten Commandments are super important, uber important. But one stands out to me as I was reading this, and it's take time to rest and take a Sabbath. And we have been doing that this summer, every Sunday. We have put the hammer down. I promised down. that I would when I spoke the last time I spoke. And yeah, I did and, it. and he has. And so take time to rest. And and then what is it? What is the land that you want to occupy? Uh, whether it's relational, financial, physical, emotionally. What is it that you need to say, God, I want what you want for me. How, how do you help me to enter into whatever it is that you're asking. So I know that's a lot of action steps, but I, my prayer is that w at least one of those will just stand out to you this week and you will just hold on to God's promises for your life. So my song is The Goodness of God by Bethel Music. And this song, I have just played it over and over again ever since it come out. So take a listen. God, we will run after your goodness. You ran after us, so God, we will run towards you. I pray for anybody that's here today, and you're just like, you know what? If he ran after me, it's my turn. I will turn to him. And if you're ready to turn to Jesus, no matter what's going on in your life, and just say, Jesus, I want what you have. I want your goodness, Jesus. I want to be able to trust you like that song that you are going to do it again. If you've done it in others and you've done it in the past, you can do it in me. And so, Jesus, I just turn my life over to you. And I pray, Jesus, that you would calm the storm. I pray that you'd heal the wounds. I pray that you'd provide where there's just so much nothing's there and I just need you to provide. I pray that you would come in and heal me. 
Jesus' name. Amen. Let's have a seat. Last summer, we started playing this song, The Goodness of God, and we were out on the, a reservoir in Hungry Horse, Montana. And in our stereo in our boat's really great. We love it. And I just turn it way up. And all of a sudden, it just stopped in the middle of the lake. And Tina and I just sat there and we worshiped. And I thought about all the good things he's done. Saved my parents when I was a little boy. And he saved me. And I want you to know like that, you know, going back to my song. I'm going to talk about my song because you're not up here anymore. I'm talking about my song. Sometimes it's like it hasn't happened yet, but I know it can. I know that God can do this again. He's done it in others. He can do it in you. And you know what? The, the world says this. When you're going through a hard time, the world says run. The world says, hey, go to a vice because then you don't have to feel your pain anymore. We have a saying around here and that is lean into your pain. Pain is not a bad thing. It's just a real thing. And you can run to a vice. You can eat too much. You can drink too much. You can do drugs. You, you, you can spend too much. You can do sex stuff that you're not supposed to be doing and you won't feel pain for a little while, but it will add pain. Instead of that blessing coming, you just have more pain on top of pain. And God says, lean into it. Run after his goodness is there and lean into his goodness and trust God. You can't control what others are doing, but you can control what you're doing. And I want to just exhort you, lean into it. This last summer for us, we've had to lean into some pain. We've also had a great time, by the way. We've worked hard. We played hard. In the last three and a half weeks, all we did was play and just be together. It was great. I want to thank you for that. And as we send you out today, uh, if you would like to give at Life Church 360, we, we go forward by tithes and offerings. If you're new here, don't feel like you need to give. This is our gift to you. We want you to enjoy the service and know more about Jesus. Those of you who call this your church home, you can give. On the way out the door, there's buckets. Also, you can, like on the screen, it tells you how to give online. It also tells you how to text and give. Um, but thank you, guys. The, the church, I'm so thankful for, like, the staff has done such an amazing job keeping the church, like, just really thriving and going. Um, and you guys have continued to be here and continued to serve and volunteer and give and all that. The church keeps moving. We love you guys. I can't wait to talk to you about next week and just a little bit more of what's happening in our life. Uh, and in two weeks, we're going to be switching and moving to some new series. So we love you guys. God bless you. Have a great week.